Hold on, just to talk real quick, just to see how the level looks. Okay. How does this sound? It's very quiet. Should I talk louder? <laughs> yes. There okay. You go. Oh, there, there it is. Perfect. Across. Well, uh, Kent back here with Allie Bryan talking about the Enneagram. And specifically, we I did an episode a while back on the Enneagram and spiritual formation. And so if you know nothing about the Enneagram, you should really go back and find that episode because that gives at least a high-level view of what the Enneagram is. But essentially, just for the purposes of today, we're talking about the Enneagram, which is a personality profile tool um, similar to Myers-Briggs uh, Myers or DISC or these others, but uh, the Enneagram it focuses on these nine personality styles, or I always like to think of them as like nine core desires of humanity, and it tells you uh, how much of each you tend to uh, be, as well as you. Know, everyone talks about having a dominant style, so that's when you hear people say like I'm a four, or I'm a two, or I'm a six. And so, again, if you're like, I don't know what those numbers mean, go back and listen to the previous podcast. That'll give you like a high level. I don't, we don't really have time to, to set up the nine profiles, so we're assuming that you at least have that information now, and maybe some of it will come out a little bit as we talk. But either way, after I recorded the last one, Allie sent me a text about if I knew anything about the harmony triads of the Enneagram, and I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> so... We said, well, we should record an episode about that, and now we're doing that. Yeah. So, with that, I guess, give me, and I, I told Allie before we started recording, I honestly haven't done much reading at all about them to this point, so I, I'm asking these questions honestly. What if I'm just, like, understanding the Enneagram, do I need to know to understand, like, Harmony triads, like what? What's a triad? Mm -hmm. What's I mean? Obviously, it's three, but like you know. Yeah. Tell me more. So I learned about the enneagram. I think it's been like five or six years ago. I was introduced to it, and don't mind me. I'm eating an apple, so I might crunch loudly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I didn't know anything about the harmony model until about a year ago, and. It's similar to the traditional, like, process model that we mm -hmm. normally see, except for with that one, you have... Wait a second. I'm going to slow you down. Yeah. What's the process model? That's, like, the one that everyone knows. Okay. Um, and so you, like, see all these different lines going to your number on what's, like, your... Oh, you're talking about the actual picture of, yes. like... So if you look up a Google image right now, the Enneagram, you'll see the nine... Uh, numbers mm -hmm. in a circle yes and they have lines connected to yeah, each other to different but, numbers yeah but they're not like it's not like just like one connector one number is connected to another number it's like they're connected differently like yeah a seven is connected to the one and the four or is it four no the five yeah either way like they don't yeah that's so that's the image you're talking about that's the process model yes okay yep and that one, the arrows indicate where you go to in, like, health or stress. Right. So, with the harmony model... So, wait. Um, hold on. I'm going to... I, I, I'm going to keep setting this up. <laughs> no, this is good. It's good. So, what you're saying, though, like, okay, so, for example, like, my dominant... Well... Let's I, go with you. You're yeah. a seven. I'm a seven or a four. I, uh, I'm a, I get to be a seven or a four because I'm unique. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, and so, but let's go work off seven for the mm -hmm. arrows. Uh, so seven is the joyful person or the enthusiast or, yeah, uh, the chief desire is experiencing, not missing out, avoiding pain, what have you. Mm -hmm. And so in stress, I go to one, which is the moral person or the good person. And so I become very black and white in my thinking. I become very, like, I actually become very, like, self-deprecating, uh, like, I can't do anything good enough, nothing can be good enough, because, like, that one of, like, oh, it, it, is it good or bad, it's, a, it's just saying, I'm stressed, so it's just saying, I'm bad, I'm bad, I'm bad, mm -hmm. and so, um, so that's in the process model, then in the process model integration, I go to five, mm -hmm. which is, like, the investigator, or um, the wise person, mm -hmm. uh, there's biggest desire is to, I mean, really be, like, omni-competent or omni-understanding of all things, basically. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, so yeah, like when I'm like in a like integrated health period, like or when I'm just like not as stressed, but I'm feeling better, like I like exploring things. I like you know mm-hmm. reading or podcasting or doing a lot of things for fun, looking at a lot of stuff like this, and so that kind of like speaks to that. I pick up some of those traits of another number. Right. Depending on if I'm stressed or, or not. So yeah. that's the arrows. I go to this or I go to that. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I guess I'll back up a little bit. So with the Enneagram, mm-hmm. you have, there's three different parts. Mm-hmm. You're either in the head center, which is the five, six, and seven, the gut center, which is the eight, nine, one, mm-hmm. or the heart or feeling center, which is the two, three, four. Mm-hmm. So the difference, the main difference between the harmony and the traditional is the harmony has like your dominant number connecting to all three of those centers. Okay. So whereas like with the process model, you're a seven, so you're in the The head. head. So when you're connected to the one and the five, you're connected to the gut, but you're connected to another head. Right. Five and seven are both in the head, one is in the gut, but nothing is connected to the heart. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like, that doesn't make any sense to me, because it's like, obviously you have a heart, <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> no, like, no, you are true. connected I mean, to your feelings. I, I might be a four. Uh, I might do- dominantly be in the in the heart. Uh, so it's like, how do you then grow, like, spiritually, how do you grow yeah. if you're not connected to all three centers? So the so, harmony model connects every number to all three of those centers. So... Just to keep, because this is good. I feel like every time we bring something up, I'm like, oh, it'd be helpful context. Uh, and this is this is how we walk through. This is how people learn. Uh, so when you're saying the heart center, or I've also heard it referred to as the heart triad. We're talking about mm-hmm. the harmony triads, yep. but we're talking about like the heart triad, the head triad, the gut triad. Mm-hmm. I've heard this explained best is essentially like if I am a five, six, or seven. I tend to process, that's the head triad. I tend to process through my thoughts, mm-hmm. um, my rationale. Um, eight, nine, and one being the gut triad, it's like more of a feeling. It like I, it feels right or it feels off or it feels good. Mm-hmm. It's like a ten, how I tend to process things. And then the feeling triad, or triad of what's left, two, three, four, obviously, is like how Emotions. I feel. Yeah, how do I yeah. feel about it? And so, which is kind of like, yeah, it's, I guess the gut, it's like, yeah, it's just like a gut, like feeling versus like, yeah, 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 versus, yeah, like more of a visceral feeling versus like, this just, you know, it gives me the warm fuzzy feeling sort of thing, or like this emotionally is satisfying sort Mm -hmm. of thing in the heart triad. So you're saying that as a seven, I'm drawing from head dominantly, Mm -hmm. and then in stress, I'm drawing from gut. But then in integration, I'm drawing from the head again and then not really connect with the heart. And so obviously, yeah, you're right. Like I do make, I, I do have an emotional component to my decisions and my right. processing in life. Uh, okay. So that's where the harmony triad, triad yeah. comes in. So the seven in the harmony triad, I wish I had a visual, but the seven is connected to the four and the one. Mm-hmm. The, so there's my four coming yeah, in. Nice. There you go. Mm-hmm. The eight is connected to the two and the five. Mm-hmm. And then the nine is connected to the three and the six. So so there's three triangles. Yeah. What you're describing is instead of in the process one where, yeah, like seven is connected to one and five, but five and one aren't necessarily connected right. in that process. Mm-hmm. You're connecting like three equilateral triangles. Yes. So seven, one, four, and... Seven's connected to one four, one's connected to seven and four, four is connected to one and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, where in the process model, only three, six, and nine are the only ones that form that equilateral triangle. Right. But in the harmony model, you're saying everything forms that equilateral triangle. Yep. Okay. Uh, so how does that change significantly than how I look at the Enneagram? I think it provides a clear path on like how to grow and like how to um connect more and have like a more emotionally healthy spirituality like I don't know if you're actually that's a book title I don't know if you read that book but like that's what it makes me think of there's more like of a holistic way of thinking of it Uh I think um because then you're engaging with the different parts Mm -hmm. of you 
So, so if like, and I'm like a six, so I'm like dominant in my mind as well. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, I can look to, Wait, hold on, explain what the six is real quick, just so we know for this purpose, like okay. what your, your core desires or, or traits are. Yes. Um, I'm the loyalist. Mm-hmm. So my core desire, I don't know, I guess like is loyalty a desire? Yeah, like but I, I always think of sensibility. I, yeah, I always think of the six is like the desire to be safe. Yeah, that's true. Safety, yeah, security right. is my desire, and then right. fear is like my um, vice, I guess. Yeah, right. Do you want me to go through all the numbers, like their vice and virtue? Can you do that real quick? Yeah, I oh, have it here. Nice. Um, we'll start with eight. Um, so eight, their virtue is power and their vice is lust. Nine, virtue is peace. Vice is sloth. Mm -hmm. One, goodness and anger. Two, love and pride. Mm. Three, effectiveness and deceit. Four, creativity and envy. Mm. Five, wisdom and greed. Six, loyalty and fear. And seven, joy and gluttony. Yeah, I knew gluttony. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. it was a seven. So you're saying, yeah, the virtue, then we're obviously, they each have that positive side. So eight was power? Was the virtue? Yeah. Yeah, so power is a virtue, but lust is their yeah. vice. Which not always, like, strictly in, like, this sexual lust necessarily, like, I would right. assume. I assume, like, eight's much more like the sense of, like, like the lust for power, basically, yeah. or the lust for um, control. More. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And insatiability. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that was a little good spinner on the dial for vice mm-hmm. and virtue. And so, with the harmony triads, it's like this reminder of how, yeah, I do connect into each one of the areas it kind of gives me access into each part of not just like me being like, Oh, I'm just a person in my head mm-hmm. um, or I'm just a, a gut feeling person or I'm just a emotions person. It's like, no, it's like, that's, they're all true of me. Mm-hmm. How do I understand kind of like depending on maybe which one I might dominantly be in, which other personality profiles or desires I kind of draw into yeah, when I go into the other, other triads. Yeah. yeah. So wait, you were saying with the six, I interrupted you, you're saying. Oh, so I guess like with the six, because I'm so in my mind all the time mm-hmm. to grow and to get out of that, mm-hmm. I can like not let the fear dominate me and I can go into more my heart. Mm-hmm. And when I go more into my heart, that's like channeling the three, which mm-hmm. is very like effectiveness, action oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often how... I end up like engaging in my emotions is through doing action. Okay. Um, and then I can also engage in the nine, mm-hmm. which is like more the gut, which is the peacefulness. Mm-hmm. And so, like being present with people mm-hmm. or myself, or um, I don't know. And so, it's like I can look for ways to not just, I think with the Enneagram, we often like are like, this is my number. This is who I am. And there's this trap of like categorizing yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when you start looking at the other numbers you can engage in that like are naturally connected to yours, it provides like an avenue to start having growth. Yeah. And like, ideally we want to be able to take on like all the different number aspects Mm -hmm. and attributes. But, um, yeah. So I, I like this line of, conversation because I get on this a lot. This is like a hobby horse of mine with any personality profile. Cause there's so many people that are so anti-personality profiles because they're like, well, that just pigeonholes people or mm-hmm. it just is like this predictive, well, that's you and you have to kind of become that, um, you know, that you will always be this, you know, joyful slash gluttonous person or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, it's always like, well, no, That's not true. That doesn't represent reality. That doesn't represent reality I've experienced. Um, But yet, I can have these helpful indicators to recognize, okay, these things tend to be true of me. But yeah, the same way. It's like, I mean, all of those vices and virtues that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. I 
relate to on some level. Like I have some connection to them. Like there's not, you know, just a person out there that doesn't want joy or doesn't want, uh, you know, safety, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, doesn't, uh, want peace. Like we all want that yeah. to a certain extent. And that's where I really like, I always have people take the Wagner profile or the Webb's profile mm-hmm. when they do Enneagram because it does a good job of saying, hey, here is the breakdown of all nine profiles and how much you tend to experience all of them, like how much you tend to lean on each one. Mm-hmm. And so it gets away from this, what's your dominant thinking? In fact, I think the profile itself says it doesn't actually do a great job of getting your dominant profile with as strong of accuracy as it does your top three. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it can kind of get your top three. One of those may be the dominant that is, you know, like it might be the one it says, maybe if it's really distinct, like you Mm -hmm. score in the nineties and you're dominant and you score in like the sixties and your next like largest one, then maybe that's accurate. But um, a lot of times it says, no, Hey, here are your top three. And that's so helpful to like, think of yourself more as well. I am a seven, a four, and a one, you know, <laughs> that triad, so to speak, yeah. uh, which actually I don't know if that's my third highest, but uh, I'd have to go back and look versus that. Like I am just the seven. I'm just the four. Yeah. I'm just the two. Um, you start thinking like, well, no, like these are just the top three that come to the surface the most, but they're all in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you were saying things like, when you go to your heart or when you go to your gut or something mm-hmm. like that, you can you explain that like maybe even more experientially for somebody who's just like, mm-hmm. what does that mean to go to my, and like this could be just relating a, a explicative story, <laughs> like, you know, version of like, this is kind of like a time where like, I kind of like experienced this versus like, you know, breaking down the anatomy of going to your heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, it doesn't really have to, I feel like, specifically pertain to the Enneagram, but I've been finding in my own, like, life that my time, um, like, every morning I spend an hour with God in the morning. And so it's, like, really easy for me to fully just engage with him in my mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. through just like say, reading or journaling okay. but like it's because I'm like so mm-hmm. stuck in my mind all the time mm-hmm. I don't often naturally go to those other places mm-hmm. but like when mm-hmm. I do remind myself to worship through like a lot of times I'll like put on a song and like dance yeah in the I morning. dance yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. isn't it the best it's a spiritual <laughs> discipline I know it's my favorite it um, is yeah so okay. I'll like dance and like getting into my body mm-hmm. and then um like actually writing out my like engaging in my emotions actually like writing out like to God and actually saying like this is how I feel mm-hmm. not necessarily like what you say I should feel or what mm. I should do but like actually this is where I'm at yeah and like actually engaging in my heart and like reflecting on that with him mm-hmm. and letting him into those spaces rather than just solely being stuck in the knowledge of it and so like connecting those has been really good mm-hmm. um this book that like talks about it's called it talks about the harmony model. It's called Spiritual Rhythms for the Enneagram. It like wait, who's it by? It's by I'm oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> four people: mm. Adele and Doug Calhoun, Claire and Scott Lowridge. I think is how you say it. Yeah. Um, but like they go through all of the different ones, and they ask so many like really good deep questions. They have a lot of like reflection they have prayers in it specifically for each number and how to engage in the different Mm. centers um wait when you say that so oh in the different in the heart the head so like each number how they engage in the heart the head the guy Mm -hmm. oh it's like there's a lot in here yeah when i first started reading it i was I tried to start with my own number, and mm. I was like, whoa, this is too close to home. Oh, so, <laughs> this is too true. I can't I take was it. Like, I can't handle this right now, so I went Wait, to Wait, what was too close to home about? It was just like, oh, this is like too much me. 
Like, I'm not ready to go quite there yet. Wait, are you ready to go? (laughs) Are you ready to explain what you weren't ready to do then, now, or? I mean, I don't even remember, really. Okay. But it was just like, I'm going to start with the three. Hmm. And then I'll go back to my number. Yeah. You work, work six is going three in stress or health and integration? Stress. In stress. Okay. So you start with the stress number. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's That's all right. Um, No. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps with just like practicing presence and just like walking through different spiritual disciplines Mm. that um, they've found um, work best for different numbers. Okay. Wait, what do you mean? I mean, wait, what do you mean by practicing presence? Um, just like sitting with God and like meditating, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if meditation is the right word, but like having like, um, so like each of these numbers, they give like a mantra that incorporates, um, all three of the numbers. So like mine is faithfulness produces peace. So, like, the faithfulness is the six, the produces is the three, and the peace is the nine. Oh. And so it's, like, you, um, like, saying that in, like, a breath prayer over mm-hmm. and over again. Yeah. And, like. So, like, breathing in and breathing out to yeah. those words, basically, is kind of, like, just to be slowly experiencing them and slowly yeah. sitting in them. Yeah. Yeah. So, stuff like that. No, yeah. I So, is this, is practicing, like presence is i'm assuming not what you are normally used to doing like historically um yeah i feel like it's a newer thing uh i don't know i like to sit with god a lot but i think it's really easy for me to not sit long enough (laughs) (laughs) like i get distracted really easily Uh, and like my mind goes all these places so it's like helps me like slow down Mm -hmm. engage in my mind my um, body and my mm-hmm. emotions and then be able to like listen to God more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the more that I've attempted to like practice presence and in silence, like at first I think I was really focused on just like being a hundred percent focused mm-hmm. on God the entire time, which typically resulted and it was like, you know, it, it was like trying to grip water, you know, like you just, you're squeeze. trying to like will it. Yeah. yeah. And it just squeezes out through the fingers. Mm-hmm. The heart, the harder you squeeze, the faster you lose it. Yeah. And, uh, I actually remember it was, who I forget who it was talking about, like on a teaching on like, they were just talking about like mindfulness and they were talking more from like a secular perspective. Um, but I thought they had just a helpful idea of just like, you know, when you usually you get this rhythm of like, oh, I should be focused. And then you, your mind wanders and then you beat yourself up about it. And you're like, oh gosh, I'm so like undisciplined or I'm so like, I don't really even love God because I can't focus on him for a half second. Yeah. Or I'm just so like melted from, from social media or Twitter or whatever. And I, and he was like, you know, if you have a dog that you're trying to get to come to you, Typically, if you are gently approach the dog or the animal or whatever, versus if you come swinging at the dog, there's obviously one that is more <laughs> likely to draw this animal or this, you know, kind of yeah. scared, scared uh, being. And he's like, similarly with your mind, like, he's like, I see all these people just like beat the heck out of their mind, basically, mm-hmm. when they like fail to be 100% focused all the time. And he's like, I just kind of got used to being like more like a gentle, loving owner of just like, and I think for the Christian perspective, even just seeing like God being a, a loving father of like, yeah, it's okay. like I've, I've drifted and I've wandered and sometimes I even like wonder or uh, I stop and I think about what I've drifted and wandered to mm-hmm. and just reflect on that with God, you know, mm-hmm. like be there with God. Yeah. And uh, so sometimes like, Sometimes I will sit down with kind of the, like, I want to focus, particularly if my mind is really scattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Enneagram 7 can be prone to scattered mindedness, particularly in stress. And so if my mind is really scattered, sometimes I can want to sit down just to, like, try to refocus. But sometimes when I'm not there, mm-hmm. uh, in my mind is, like, more, like, just, like, the healthy form of scattered, the healthy form of just, like, bouncing around and moving and, and going to a bunch of different places, I found... 
some joy just sitting there with God and mm-hmm. just like thinking about what I think about with him and mm-hmm. experiencing things together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's almost, I mean, not a lot of profound things come out of it sometimes, mm-hmm. but like that's not necessarily the intent. The intent is just kind of like similar to sitting on the porch with Sharon at the end of the day and shooting the breeze yeah. or just watching a movie together. You know, like there's something to just being present, thinking about the same thing together, even when you're not directly interacting. Yeah. So that's kind of tangential, but, um, but helpful all the same. Um, oh, what was I going to think or ask something about what you said about one of the things? Oh, I've lost it. It's right. It'll come back or it won't. That's okay. Um, okay, so in, in the sense of like these different, so maybe it was something towards the, uh, the area of, um, with, yeah, you said like you spent time, like an hour, like with God on a daily and that has historically been reading journaling maybe more true more like mind and rational rational like this is what's true sort of thing i guess well i won't assume what has that been um well i've been doing it's my favorite thing to do like i could do it for hours if i was allowed to (laughs) um but yeah it's it started i guess with me like three or four years ago when i started doing that but so it's changed a lot right now I, like, start my morning usually with a song, mm-hmm. and then I just, like, pick one line of the song that I just feel like the Holy Spirit is really, like, jumping out to me. Or I've recently even, um, through um, lament and, like, looking just learning more about like biblical reconciliation. I've started to even read some of the Psalms um, from almost like intercessory prayer in a way for like those that are oppressed. Cause I often read the Psalms and it's like all these awful things are happening <laughs> and it's like, I don't really even know what that's like. Like, yes, I've experienced pain, but a lot of what they're talking about, mm-hmm. I feel like is not what I've experienced. So it's like, but I, I'm in relationship with so many people in our city who are. Mm. So it's like me lamenting and also like praying for them, these Psalms, Mm. um, which has been like a new and really cool thing. Yeah. um, With God. And then it just kind of goes from there. I've been trying to read more in the, like of the gospels as well, because Uh sometimes I feel like I can just get so into the old Testament or even parts of the new Testament that I forget who Jesus is and like the whole point of the Bible is to point to Jesus. Son of God. So it's like, I need <laughs> I don't to know be... if you forgot that, but <laughs> kind of a big deal. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I need to recenter myself and like really like remember mm. who this, who, what like my life is about. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But then outside of that, sometimes I just, yeah, sometimes it's like, no, today's not, like, a day to have knowledge. Today's just a day, like you said, to sit mm-hmm. with God and mm-hmm. just be present with Him or reflect or even remember, like, what He has done in my life mm-hmm. so I can, like, be grateful and, um, or, like, repenting. Yeah, I mean, like, an hour is not enough to do all those things. So it's, like, it kind of mm. changes. Well, so, because you you'd said, like, sometimes when it comes to just being present, like, you struggle to, like, be focused long enough. But, like, there yeah. you're saying, like, like what's different in this where you're saying, I could do this for hours and hours if, if responsibilities in life did not require otherwise? What do you mean? Well. Like, what's the difference between being able to sit forever in it and to be my mind not focusing yeah like what's the difference between um seeking to be present with god because a lot of that is just being present with god right mm-hmm. yeah. you know but like you're saying like sometimes when you just try to exclusively be present with god mm-hmm. that in itself is like you know 
a wandering, a roving hawk sort of thing, you right. know, and like going all over the place. Whereas like this is just like I, I like I could do this forever. What's the difference of those things? Well, like a lot of the things I was talking about are still. It's like I'm using, I'm learning to use like the knowledge I'm learning and like the parts I'm engaging my mind, like reading the scriptures to then use it in ways to connect my heart. So like with the Psalms, like thinking about it from someone else's perspective and like lament, I feel like is a very feeling thing. Um, Or like I will often walk and read out loud the scripture so I'm engaging like my body sometimes Mm. I'll even sing the psalms and so it's like engaging more of my heart Mm. so it's like I'm trying to not just like study it Mm -hmm. but like to incorporate all the things and I feel like that helps a lot but yeah so so kind of like that connection it's more the sitting in silence that is harder for (laughs) me to focus yeah but if I've already engaged It's like if I just, like, go in and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit and listen, it's a lot harder than if I've, like, engaged the three parts and then I'm present in silence. Yeah. Well, and this is kind of like what you're talking about with the the harmony triads. It's like it is trying to align all of yourself. It's trying to get your your intuition, your mind, your Mm -hmm. feelings. Because, yeah, the gut ultimately is intuition, I assume. Uh, I think that's right, right? And, uh... Into the presence of God, right, and then the ultimately because of that, your sensitivity would naturally be more connected to what the spirit would be doing. The spirit yeah. would be communicating. Okay. Well, and it always starts with like prayer and inviting the spirit, and I feel like it's usually pretty clear to me after that of like which one of those I should be engaging in. Like, is it a day of lament? Is mm. it a time of just like? praise is it a time of like me just being like this is where I'm at because I don't I just can't do the rest of it you mm-hmm. know yeah 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 uh and how does that how do you feel like that the clarity comes to you well sometimes I just know through like the prayer mm-hmm. but sometimes it's like I start doing something and it's just like not working mm-hmm. and so then I'm like this I'm not gonna just like keep forcing it yeah hmm. okay like sometimes like do you ever read the bible and you're like reading the same thing over and over again and you still don't get it <laughs> and you're like i don't know what i read and i've read this four times i'm a bastard i don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it's like okay there's probably something else going on here <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, that, that, like, gets back to the the harmony triads and that focus of, yeah, like, the connecting all. So, what was this, like, when you were into the, getting into harmony triads, like, you said you first kind of got into six, you're like, whoa, this is too much, this is too... Close to home. Yeah, and so you went to the three and started going to that. Mm -hmm. Like, what, like, were the basic things that when you were reading this book and really kind of thinking through harmony harmonizing all mm-hmm. of you or all of the triads in yourself was what were kind of like the, the shifts for you? Like, or what did the book bring that said like, okay, this is really helpful. Um, well, part of it was kind of hard for me because like the six or nine are always connected. Mm, it's true. You're already in the harmony. But, triad. um, I never really liked how with the traditional, it would be like you grow in the nine, like the nine is the good part of you is how I always interpreted it. Like if you're healthy, you're like a nine. And if you're unhealthy, you're like a three. And I don't think that's necessarily what the process model teaches. But for me, it's like, no, there is like vices and virtues of each number and I can engage in either Mm. like I can become overproductive and overly driven with the three Mm -hmm. but I can also like really um advocate for people and like through action Mm -hmm. um and I can be like an initiator Mm -hmm. which is very much like a three Mm -hmm. 
um, and which I think is good. And then like with the nine, I can like become paralyzed in my fear, mm-hmm. and I can become very like avoidant, mm-hmm. like a nine in things I'm scared of or I don't want to do. But then I can also be a peaceful presence when I engage in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just also. So, like, that's been really good. And then also just, like, thinking about it, not necessarily always from a specific number standpoint, like, being so stuck in what is the six, but being able to be, like, okay, like, I have a body, I have a heart, I have a mind, and I can be connected to all of them. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm not just in my head all the time. Yeah. Like, I have access to the others. Yeah. 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 So, it sounds like again this is like this real like because i what i hear what you're saying where like people like will say oh like you know for the seven and stress i go to one and so they only talk about like the negative attributes mm-hmm. of one because that's the, the conventional wisdom of maybe the process model is that like yeah like in stress i pick up some of these stressed or mm-hmm. like less resourceful is the enneagram term mm-hmm. uh attributes of this good person this moral person this black and white thinker or or, you know uh what have you um but yeah you're saying but then you can almost like when you're doing that then you can be like oh i don't want to be like a one yeah like you can start then almost becoming prejudiced against other numbers yeah (laughs) (laughs) i have some major prejudice (laughs) (laughs) a few other numbers uh yeah um and it's funny actually sometimes ones you know i as a seven when i get when i'm when i'm having fun i don't test well with one audiences uh <laughs> they just don't find it that fun you know and i'm like you know what? you're not fun <laughs> but uh so uh so hold on you i guess yeah what you're saying is really the harmony model allows you to start realizing you have access. Okay. I think this is what you've been saying all along, but now I'm like, I think I'm getting it in a much more clear, succinct way. You have access to all the head, the heart, the, the gut, but depending on what your dominant style is, you probably tend to access the heart and the gut in your instance, because Mm -hmm. your six is dominantly in the the head triad. Mm -hmm you access it through a specific, uh, you know, a specific type of Mm -hmm. the three and the nine. Mm -hmm. So in my instance, if I am truly dominantly a seven, Mm -hmm. then I would access the heart through the four or the, the, the desires and the traits of a four. Mm -hmm. And I would access the gut through the, uh, the traits or the, desires of a one. Mm -hmm. So really when I'm kind of like trying to, it might be that sense of like, Oh, I I want to kind of get a little bit more into my gut. I want to be thinking more just like, what do I, what do I ultimately, but like, I just need to make the call. (laughs) I just need to like, Mm -hmm. I I think of so many instances when like, cause I usually, because I can be all up in my head and then maybe secondarily in my emotions, I am always feeling like, I don't know what I really want. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, like at the base of me, what I really desire. Yeah. Uh, And don't ask me that. That stresses me out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there's times where it's like, I want to get into the gut. Like, I want to just be able to like figure out like, ultimately, you know, like if somebody put a gun to your head, I'd be like, I would say shoot, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, but like, you know, truth be told i want to be able to like just have that you know knee jerk mm-hmm. reaction at times and so in the harmony model would basically be saying hey maybe you if you're wanting to access the the gut side of you like look into those aspects of the one that you do resonate with mm-hmm. and look into the the times where you do think through kind of like good bad black white um you know uh they often ones will have often like advocate for change and like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, needed ways or kind of like stand against, you know, the system or things like that. Yeah. Uh, they can be the reformer or the reforming person. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like tap into those and that actually might be access to get into more of that gut level thinking or gut level experiencing. Yeah. And I mean like the Enneagram, like people, like we always say it's like a tool. And so it's like, 
if your tool is to be growing spiritually, yeah, like it's your, it creates just like pathways to be doing that. Yeah. And I think it was always really hard for me. I'm like, well, I know that's what like the tool is for with the process model, but like I can never really get, I always found it was really good for empathizing with people and like perspective shifting to yeah. understand them better and even to put words around myself. But I had a harder time figuring out like, how do I really grow from this? Yeah. Especially after you understand your own number, then how do you grow in other aspects of other numbers? And so I feel like this just provides a more yeah, holistic pathway that you can follow mm-hmm. to do that. Okay. So have you grown in other numbers or have you been able like, I've, I've been able to kind of experience some of that. Um, I have, I've realized that I'm a lot more of like a peaceful presence than I have believed of myself. Like I can access that a lot oh. more than I ever thought. Yeah. Um, which would be connected Which would be to the like nine. nine, yeah. But like sixes, yeah, typically are not known for their their peacefulness because they do want safety mm-hmm. and because they do kind of traffic sometimes with yeah. fear. Uh, it can be a sense of like, yeah, disaster scenario thinking mm-hmm. at all times, mm-hmm. and which is a strength of a six. Right. Like they, you know, prepares. You, you want to be with them mm-hmm. if the zombie apocalypse breaks out, yeah. but. Uh, you also, they can be draining of that sense of just like always trafficking in fear, always trafficking and like, what if this happens? What if that happens? It's just mm-hmm. like, well, what if none of it happens and we just sit here and have a pleasant time? Like, yeah. Uh, and so you're saying like, maybe, I don't know if that exactly would have described you historically, but mm-hmm. whatever it was. Yeah, there's been, like, an ability to kind of step more into the peaceful. Like, what, what's that like? Like, when you say, like, become more of a peaceful presence? Um, I guess the greatest example I've seen it of myself is, and again, I don't, like, always think, I'm not, like, oh, well, because of my Enneagram, I do this, you know? It's just, like, something I've recognized more. Um, So, like, the mantra that they use for me is, like, faithfulness produces peace. And so um, I would say I'm, like, a pretty faithful person. That's, like, one of the – that's something that's more natural for me. Yeah. And so, like, with my neighbors – like, I realized that, like, when they would be, like, having fights across the street and, like, screaming at each other uh-huh. with their family or whoever it was, like, I was able to just, like, because, like, I had always been faithful to, like, be in relationship with them and to continue to talk to them and be with their kids and stuff like that. Like when those high intensity environments happened, I was able to just like walk in Mm. and be like, Hey, can I take the kids? Yeah. And it was always like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, and I never once worried that like they would ever hurt me or anything like that because I've always just been that peaceful presence. Yeah. So, and like God's just like used me in that way. So through that natural, strength and desire of being a faithful presence yeah you've realized here's how a i can be very productive as a three mm-hmm. yeah and it's by producing peace in others through your faithfulness yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. wait what's the what's the phrase for the seven or the four oh, yeah <laughs> yeah Should right I read the phrase for everyone they're pretty cool yeah well okay. yeah okay go ahead wait wait we'll, we'll pop it in, <laughs> pop it in we'll see i mean if it's you know okay Uh, So the seven is, um, joy is deeply stable. So the four is the depth. Right. And the stability of the one. Joy is deeply stable. The stability of the one. Okay, yeah, because ones, like, have that right or wrong. They can be a stable presence. And then, yeah, four is, like, that deep, emotive, uh, yeah, just the depths of the emotional world. Mm -hmm. Joy is deeply stable. Yes? Yeah. Okay. Do you so, relate to that? So I'm, oh, I'm trying to think. So 
it's as I'm hearing that now, and I'm sure I could experience a lot more over time and processing, but it would be like if I lean into that sense of being a joyful presence of being, um, a, both a joy producer and a joy, you know, uh, maximizer mm-hmm. that in itself can, you know, be deeply stabilizing for, for me, for others, for, mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah, there is a, stability that just being a joyful presence brings mm-hmm. okay okay yeah. you want to read them all or do you just want sure. to now, now I'll read because people oh. I feel like I don't want to leave them out all right yeah <laughs> go around uh eight is strength is contemplative love wait hold on don't, so don't write uh gunshot through them okay. let me understand that strength is contemplative love so eight must be connected to the five mm-hmm. and the two yeah Okay, so, uh, yeah, the strength of the eight is contemplative love. Okay, so if I kind of go towards, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. If I lean into that strength of the eight, uh, like, because the, the healthy eights I do know are the most justice-sinking yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Like they, like most people, I think associate justice with the one, but I always associate it with the eight Me too. because like, yeah, the eights who are like really healthy are like, they are strong, but they fight for the sake of those who are weak and those mm-hmm. who are, uh, they, they seek justice for those who are, cannot fight for, for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like in that strength, it causes them to like, basically, yeah, like think deeply on you know, be deeply involved in kind of like the plight of those who are weak or suffering injustice or need love. And therefore they pursue their power for the sake of loving others. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Okay. All right. Um, nine is peace affects team. Peace Affects team. So we know that nine is connected to three and six already. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peace affects team. Okay, so affects obviously would be connected to the three, uh, the effectiveness, and then the team, like that loyalty, that faithfulness Mm -hmm. of uh, of the six. And so, yeah, it's like... Yeah, you see it, nines really bring people together. Yeah, if you see, like, someone, like, Sharon's a nine, so if she's someone who does think through all the relational dynamics mm-hmm. in the room at all times and is always, like, thinking, uh, like, just can't stand with relational stress. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a killer for her. Uh, it just zaps her energy. Um, but she also can mediate conflict really well. Mm-hmm. But when she does... She's like Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian. Like, <laughs> she falls asleep for like six days after that. <laughs> she really gets really exhausted um, because it's such like a like it is this power that she can of like mediating understandings, but like she it also takes so much out of her because it's people in conflict, and that's such a difficult thing for her. And so she. Uh, by pursuing peace, by pursuing, by keeping peace and pursuing peace, it affects teams, she said, right? Mm-hmm. Or it, that's what the authors say. Yeah. Uh, affects. So, yeah. I mean, that's true, I guess. Yeah. I mean, peace and also lack of peace affects teams, too. But I get what it's saying is that peace that's affects like it teams can have power in, in it, a yeah. powerful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can affect the unity of the whole Yeah. by them dynamically in affecting peace or seeking peace for the group. Okay. All right. One. Goodness creates joy. Goodness creates. So the goodness of seeking what is good, what is morally right and good and true and beautiful. Uh, Connecting to the creative energy of the four. Mm -hmm. The four has that. Uh, That in itself is their way of being creative. And it creates, yeah, basically... I mean, goodness produces or creates joy. Like, mm-hmm. whereas badness or wickedness creates 
sadness or anger or frustration or pain. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to see this more. We should have done this earlier because this is really good. But th- th- we got to it regardless. Um, that, okay, like there's a sense of like, hey, by you focusing on what your deepest desire or strength is, you can then, like it's not just like, oh, like ones sometimes, you know, they're the reformer. And so that can be like a deconstructive act versus a constructive act. Mm-hmm. And I can, and sometimes I even think of one sometimes as maybe they prone to, they're prone to being more deconstructive mm-hmm. of like, we need to fight for what's good and we need to tear down what's wrong. Yeah. Uh, and they can be very constructive too, by fighting for what is good, but they're saying just that, like as they do more of fighting for what's good, what they end up creating or producing, uh, versus deconstructing is a joyful atmosphere, a joyful, mm-hmm. uh, environment to, to be yeah. in. Okay. All right. Two. Love contemplates, then decides. Love contemplates, then decides. So, okay. So we have two, five, and eight again. Well, I, I feel like, I, okay, I am keep doing this, but I should let you do it. No, this is really fun. <laughs> yeah, right. But you want to keep hearing mine or you want to hear, because I'm interested in yours too. Because okay. I, 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 oh, I'll say mine and then if you have other thoughts, you can add to okay. it. Okay. Uh, Love of the two. Um, obviously, two is a loving person. They're the helpful person. They see other people. They meet needs. Um, and But twos sometimes are known for, like, being very, like, unsure of their own needs, unsure mm-hmm. of who they are. Like, they kind of define themselves by helping others and by mm-hmm. serving others. Um, and so they make it very hard. Like it's very hard for them sometimes to self declare. This is what I want. This is what mm-hmm. I need. Um, and so by in, as they love people like that in itself is kind of like this contemplative, like this thoughtful act like they're thinking of others. I mean, you see twos where they're just kind of like constantly scanning the room and oh, thinking yeah. through like, what does that person need or what does that person need or whatnot? Um, and then decide. So the decision, the decisiveness of the eight, because yeah, that's true. I do know eights are terribly, uh, decisive. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, it's, I mean that in a positive way. I mean like, yeah. Uh, Tayshawn, who's like a classic eight. I mean, like mm-hmm. I talk with him, he's just like this or that we need yeah, to make yeah, a call. Yeah. I mean, like he can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, and it's, you know, and I'm always just like, Oh, what are the options again? <laughs> Can we, can we pick both? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tayshon's like, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so but I'm, now that I'm trying to think of like, so if I'm a two, if I'm a loving person, if I'm sitting there regularly through that being like kind of the observer of the room, like the five and like observing like the needs of everyone. And then that drives me to decide, I guess that drives me to act decisively in love for other people. Uh yeah. Do you have thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think with twos, they can, like, when they actually are loving and at their best, they're not just loving to, like, receive love back. Like, they can come into that, like, pattern of, like, I want to, I love people so that they'll love me kind mm. of a thing. But I think that when they're at their yeah. best and they're actually loving selflessly, which I do see a lot of, yeah, then they can like enter this space where they're like so thoughtful because they do have that contemplation or observing yeah. of the five, yeah. That then they know exactly how to love someone because they can make that decision of like what the best way is to love. That someone. makes sense. Yeah. Oh no, I totally see that. I totally see that sense of where too sometimes. Yeah, like the loving more is like a um, a bartering chip, maybe mm-hmm. more than an actual like loving response. Because again, it's like yeah, all the, all these strengths can also become your weakness. The mm-hmm. joy seeking of the seven can also become the addictive personality and the gluttonous, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the driver to gluttony. Uh, and so the two that seeker to like see others and love and to fill needs can also sometimes be a manipulative tool. Right. Of, like I'm going to manipulate through serving. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm truly focusing on the loving side of that, then I'm contemplating others' needs truly mm-hmm. and decisively acting in that in yeah. that manner. Like a simple way, like so. Emily is a two. Okay, Emily Sturgis. Emily Sturgis, yes. my roommate. Um, and so, like, when I come home, she will 
she like her way of loving me is she will observe like where I'm at and she will say to herself, okay, does Allie want me to just sit with her and talk with her and process through things right now? Does mm-hmm. Allie want to be alone? Like mm-hmm. what are Allie's needs in this moment? Yeah. So she'll think about it and then she'll decide like, and I'm like, okay, how does Allie need me to love her right now? Okay. And she does that not just with me, but with like everyone. Yeah. Which is like so crazy because I never think. That <laughs> right. I know I I do I sometimes do. I don't I don't know how much too I have in me I don't think it's a ton uh, because uh, I'm just one where it's just like just tell me what you need and if you're not going to tell me then I'm going to be over here doing what I want to do yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, and Sharon doesn't like that because she does have a strong too mm-hmm. and she sees that in people and I sometimes see it in people and just be like, well, they didn't tell me, so I ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not loving. Um, but, yeah, okay. And Emily is a good example because she is one who's just, like, constantly, yeah, she does do that for everyone that I, I see her interact with of, like, being contemplative to observe needs and then step in and mm-hmm. fulfill them yeah. um, versus just recklessly serving out of manipulation or any other Right, reason. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, what's next? Three, effective loyalty harmonizes. Effective of the three, uh, loyalty of the six and harmony of the nine. Mm -hmm. So, um, because yeah, threes, their, their virtue is like, yeah, like what? effectiveness or productivity Mm -hmm. or yeah yeah. and their vice is deceptiveness Mm -hmm. uh which yeah you see all the time in threes like that sense of they can kind of become who they need to become and uh and sometimes threes can like they can stab whoever they need to stab in the back to get to be most effective when Mm -hmm. they're not in functioning in a healthy way but you see threes that are really they get things done yeah well it but I guess, yeah, you see the ones that are, like, really ha- have wrestled through, like, what it looks like to effectively get things done. Mm-hmm. And they are those who are, like, not just looking out for number one, but they are, like, loyal to others. Like, they mm-hmm. see that sense of, like, I will be more effective if I seek the good of other people versus mm-hmm. just my own. And, yeah, of course that harmonizes. <laughs> you know, like, if I am... Um, uh, generally, like the most effective thing is to have more than one person doing it. Right. Like to bring all people's strengths together. Yeah. To create. Which is what the nines do naturally, but they just are, they don't have any motivation to do anything once they brought them all together. They bring them together and they're like, well, now we've just brought you together just to be together. (laughs) (laughs) And the threes are the ones that say like, no, like let's go and let's do something Mm -hmm. great for the city, for the world, for you know, for uh, a people group or something, mm-hmm. uh, but as, or for the gospel. And as we do it, uh, like they, through being effectively loyal to others is by, by serving others well, they bring a harmony of gifts and they, mm-hmm. they affect the most change in the yeah. long run. It's a long mm-hmm. game strategy for the three. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I see that. Um, four is creativity joyfully renews. Okay, this is the other, this is the other one I want to get to because I I really do go back and forth between like there are seasons where I'm like I have to be a four I could not be a four why did I ever think I was a seven and then other times where I'm like and it's sometimes it's not even seasons as much as it's just like Different situations I'm yeah. with the eight yeah right mm-hmm. yeah so I'm just like. There's some things where, like, the clothing of the four and the seven mm-hmm. just fits so well. Like, can't make me decide. This is what, like, Tayshon could decide, obviously, but he's, he's an eight, so he's decisive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, okay, so, oh, sorry to say it again. Creativity joyfully renews. Creativity joyfully renews. So they're, t- they're pulling on the renewal aspect of the one. So the creativity of the four, the joy of the seven, uh, and the renewing... Uh, sense of that one who's seeking a renewal of all things. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so yeah, oh, that's just, I mean, that's that's simple. I mean, it's just yeah. like, yeah, like you think of like good art or good film or good music, obviously being like the most tangible products of creativity. 
Uh, and like when you do have like a good song, it creates joyful recall. Like, yeah, it really course. fills you. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even to like take it out because like not all fours are artists in any way, right. shape, or form. Like uh, sometimes it's just like that creativity of like I don't know. Like I feel like sometimes the creativity, like I have like artistic aspects to myself, but like I don't like they're not what I focus on. I guess like exclusively for like my livelihood or things like Mm -hmm. that but like I do see like creative aspects in like relational creativity like trying to create relationally Mm -hmm. investing in people or even just through I mean podcasts or content like creating these kind of like sermons or things like that creating Mm -hmm. that content in a way that brings joy Mm -hmm. and has a renewing effect right oh yeah that's 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 evident Mm -hmm. okay Good. And then five, wisdom lovingly directs. The wisdom of the five. I love that one. I feel like it's so true of fives. Lovingly directs. So we got the eight and the two back in play. I just feel like fives, healthy fives, have this like... Oh, so wait, sorry. We're going five, two, eight. Okay. Yeah. So five. Okay. I was thinking five, eight, two, but never mind. Five, two, eight. Yeah. The loving of the eight and the direction of the two. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, right. No, I'm with you now. Yeah. I'm, I caught up. They just like have a way of speaking truth with articulation. Yeah. Without like offense. Like they have a way of unifying people mm. through their wisdom. Yeah. And like. Yeah, like, I think directs often, for me, comes in, like, just a truth in a way I hadn't fully seen it yet. Yeah. I think of Tim Landrum, Mm -hmm. who is, like, he hates the Enneagram because he's a five. Five sports and eights hate the Enneagram. Um, But at least it's some, most, many times. Uh, Eights don't want to be controlled. Fours don't want to be uh, not unique. And fives uh, don't want to be more known than they know. I don't know. Uh, And either way, so uh, Tim's an Enneagram hater. But he is a five. And and I, I, for a while, because I always confuse fives and nines. Like, I find that they're very often confused for each other. Mm -hmm. Because they both can be very internal. Yep. A lot of times. They both can have this very peaceful presence to them. Uh, and they both can be very prophetic. Like the nine can sometimes see two different viewpoints and bring them together. Mm-hmm. And the five can like, yeah, like see all the information and mm-hmm. synthesize it and then say something that cuts to the heart of yeah. the person they're talking to. And so they have like this prophetic gifting a lot of times. Uh, and so, the, yeah, you can just see a lot of confusion between the two. But... Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I, that was even one of the confusions I had with Tim. Is like, I was like, maybe he's a nine because I saw him so many times. He would be interacting with people, and I, sometimes I'd see him interacting with feuding people, like people that just temperatures were boiling over. And then every time he spoke, like the temperature would just yeah. drop ten degrees, and he would bring out like the one thing that was said mm-hmm. that was just like. That either maybe we like there was a synthesis about, or there was, or it was just like the thing that like kind of cut everyone equally. Sometimes you know, like oh, everyone felt equally cut by that and sobered. And so I thought, well, maybe he's a nine because he's able to kind of like unify Mm -hmm. and harmonize. But then the more Michael Kinman, who talked to also on these podcasts, and he's he's like, no, Tim's definitely a five Mm -hmm. because Michael's a five and he sees the fiveness in him, and. Uh, and then, but as you say that, you're right. I mean, it's just like he, like a lot of times Tim in his wisdom and in his love for all people or or just his, yeah, he can just like sit there and then wisely deduce what's the loving thing to say, Mm -hmm. though it's sometimes very abrasive. Yeah. But yeah. But everyone's just like, yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. (laughs) Dang it. He's right. You know? (laughs) Uh, oh, that, that helps me understand that five, mm-hmm. almost that five, nine confusion, even though they're not connected to the nine, but, yeah. but just why that would be is because, yeah, it's like that. I, I, I've seen that in, in fives. Mm-hmm. 
Me too. Yeah. Okay. Wow, those are, that's worth the price of the book right there. No one needs to buy the book now. Yeah, so I've done some coaching with this Harmony model, and something we always do at the end of learning about these different triads is we look at just, like, words that would describe each of the number um, mm-hmm. in your triad, and then you make your own, like, mantra or phrase, like the ones we just went over, that mm-hmm. you can relate to so that you have what you know of yourself should be true. So, like, I know I'm faithful. Mm-hmm. And I can be pretty confident in that. Mm-hmm. But then also recognizing that I do have that effectiveness and peace. And mm-hmm. so having something like that to repeat to myself, to just like remind me of what I do have access to and what I do offer the world mm-hmm. and just who God created me to be. Yeah. So in my case, like if I'm going with the seven, like I know I have like that seeking for joy and that capacity to to enjoy, um, and then that, I also have a capacity to, and the phrase was creates stability, so both a creative aspect and a stable aspect, which is not normally connected with sevens. Sevens Mm -hmm. are often seen as instable, but this is saying, like, no, like, in that joy is how you produce stability. Mm -hmm. It's not trying to say, like, I need to be a more stable person Mm -hmm. and curb my joyfulness. It's actually leaning into the joyfulness, Mm -hmm. And creating stability through that. Yeah. Or in the four, the creation, or was it creating? Because, uh, yeah, the, it was the depth. The seven was the joy, enjoy there, or like with the joy. Joy is deeply stable. Deeply stable. And then what was the four? Creativity joyfully renews. Joyfully renews. So the four, again, fours. Fours are, fours and sevens are often interconnected. This might be why. Uh, and people don't think of them because there's the melancholy of the four right. and the joy of the seven, mm-hmm. but I often think you, those are connected in the same thing mm-hmm. of like, yeah, so, but even for the four who doesn't feel connected to joy, it's like, I don't need to like seek a, a joy the way that the seven would necessarily. It's like, I can seek it in leaning into that creativity yeah. to produce joy for others yeah. and yourself and yeah. renewal through that way. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, I don't need to go and start a 501c3 like the three would or, you know, do these justice initiatives like the eight would. I, Mm -hmm. like, the four can, in their creativity, joyfully renew the world. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Practical application, like, find those words you relate to and... Um, Make a mantra. Yeah, Yeah. a mantra or a song or whatever, you know, you want to do. If you're a four, you can make a song. Yeah. If you're a one, you make just a a black and white phrase. (laughs) (laughs) Put it on your wall. (laughs) (laughs) With no color. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and you can figure out what you do for the other seven numbers. So... Uh, okay. Well, this has been good. Yeah. It's been helpful. And now we've, uh, people, again, don't have to buy this book mm-hmm. uh, because we've given them the best stuff of it. Yeah. I'm sure there's much more that is good yeah, about the book, but, uh, yeah. Well, we found, we found our way into it. All mm-hmm. right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for asking. <laughs>